Well, hello. This is Mark D. Valenti, and as we are embarking on season two of Brainborough, I wanted to call out one of our biggest sponsors, Delirium Magazine, presented by Full Moon. Delirium Magazine is committed to bringing you the best in cult, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, and exploitation. And what I love about Delirium Magazine is they really kind of skirt the edge and are going places that perhaps other magazines don't go. They sort of review popular movies in a different way, and they really focus on some cult classics as well. I happen to have these here because I'm actually a fan of the magazine. So go visit deliriummagazine.com, take a look at all their amazing content, and consider subscribing. It's Mark D. Valenti, and I'm here to talk about one of Brainborough's other sponsors, Creepy Crate. Creepy Crate is a horror and true crime subscription box filled with spooky collectibles, macabre accessories, and terrifying goodies. Each bi-monthly box will be filled with over $85 worth of terror and includes at least one horror or true crime book. Now, the box delivers dread to your doorstep for just $39.99 with free shipping. Creepy Crate has also created a discount code so you, our Brain Burrow listeners, can get $5 off a first-time subscription to Creepy Crate. The code is Burrow5, B-U-R-R-O-W-5. So go to creepycrate.store, check it out, and don't forget to put in the code. Thank you. Dwelling in the darkest depths of the mind, it's time for Mark D. Valenti and Brain Burrow. Hello, everyone. This is Mark D. Valenti, and this is another episode of Brain Burrow. This is one of our Digging Deep sessions where we have a chance to talk with our guest, and she has a chance to talk about her life. What does she fear? What does she value? What does she want? And then you, the listener and viewer, have a chance to say, how does this relate to my life? So I'm extremely pleased to have on the show this evening, Ms. Lar Park Lincoln, and I'm going to hand it over to her by asking her the big open-ended question, who exactly is Lar Park Lincoln? Well, thank you so much, Mark. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> thank you. This is so, this is so lovely. So nice to chat with you. And, and I so appreciate it being at night and not early in the morning because I, I don't do morning, don't think good belongs before the word good morning. Wow. Yeah. The guy starts a text with that for a date. He has just nowhere to go. <laughs> no, good to know. <laughs> who, who is Lar? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a, a joke that I often say because I was asked this, uh, I was teaching an acting class and I have the students, you know, uh, we have to describe themselves. They have to learn to describe themselves. And I just, I just popped up and I said, for example, I am a um, soap opera shopping channel scream queen. And we were just all laughing. And I said, y'all don't all have to start with the same letter that just popped in my head. So we all had a good laugh at that. And uh, my acting career took a little sideways bend when I was a host on QVC for almost 20 years, a, a guest host. So that was uh, when I owned an invention company. So that was fun. But um, I'm, I'm a survivor, for sure, not just in film, but in life. Um, I'm actually doing my autobiography, and it's called Lucky Girl right now. Mm. And uh, because I consider myself to be literally the luckiest person I've ever met. 
But it's interesting because other people will say, you're so unlucky. You're so unlucky. I'm like, no, I'm so lucky. I've done what I wanted to do my whole life. I took a detour for cancer that was awful and a lot of surgery. And I took a detour for an earthquake that was rotten and, and a stalker. Yes, that was serious. And, um, and I was widowed very young. I was widowed at 35 with two, oh. two little ones. So, um, so I, I, I put survivor high up on the list for just being able to bounce, you know, just to be able to sure. kind of bounce. Um, I'm critical, very critical, but yet I'm not judgmental. So um, I try not to be judgmental. That's a big theme in, in my uh, acting studio. Stop judging. Don't judge. You know, try to see past it. Try to have a little grace for our human beings, which we certainly have needed this last year and a half. A little more grace would, um, would uh, help us all go a little further along, a little easier these days. Um, well, I'm a parent. I'm, I'm a strong parent. And that I was a little bit outside of the usual in that I chose to parent, not be their friend um, as a choice. And of course, when I lost my husband, they were, they were literally babies. So I had to do it alone. And my, my parents had passed away already at that time. So it's kind of (laughs) alone in that, but I'm an army brat. So I had some skills there. But um, I chose to really um, to raise them as a parent and it's paid off. They're fabulous adults. And now I need all their help. (laughs) You know, they're smarter than me because I sent them to a good college and they're brighter. And um, so I I was glad with the way I chose to do that. Um, I find parenting, uh, the parenting skills I see, this is my critical nature. Um, Not to have never have been happy with uh, some of my friends' parenting skills. Um, let's see what else mine. I'm a poodle collector, live ones. And um, I was the Boy Scout Den Mom. So I feel like I have also earned the Eagle Scout Award. Mm-hmm. I'm a motivator. I know that. I know that I motivate. That's something I love to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably came from having a colonel for a daddy, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess all of those things are pretty much who I am on a, I'm sincere. I'm sincere with people. I tell it like I see it. Yeah. And I only hope that others will do the same, honestly. So that's pretty much who I am. Well, first of all, Laura, thank you for sharing all of that. And uh, you're you're cheating me now because you gave me so many different things to work with here Uh and we have a limited amount of time. It's Uh just so much you want to kind of delve into, but that's, that's fantastic. Right. It is right. Especially because you clarified that they were live ones and not dead ones. Otherwise, you know, I was very confused about that. <laughs> I wouldn't judge though, because that's the theme here, right? Non-judgmental. Non-judging. Well, so, you know, the theme that I'm hearing here is you're very self-reflective. You practice, it sounds like an attitude of gratitude, right? Where you're very much right. thinking about things. So how did you get to that point? You said you try, is that what you said to, to, to approach Just that? Try. Just try. Yeah, so talk, talk about that. How did you develop that? Because a lot of other people could have been like, Oh, I'm giving up, you know, woe is me. And I'm sure you have had times like that. We all have, but your positive attitude has prevailed. How's, how's that happen? I I feel like, uh, I feel like it was, it's been kind of more of a, of a survival technique really, because I find a lot of people very, very boring. Honestly, they don't try to do anything interesting. They don't, they don't jump out of a comfort zone. They don't just 
dive in with both both feet. Now, <laughs> when I dive in with both feet, I end up with a broken foot, which I have right now, a boot on my foot. Wow. Very common. I always have something broken because I dive in and uh, that can that can get you in trouble. But um, I've been a migraine patient since I was 17. And even though it's better now, I think early on I learned because it was very severe migraine management my whole my whole life. And when you have a day or an hour without a migraine, you have to really be grateful for that time because sometimes the medicine doesn't work or you know, like when I was on that slanting, I had to shoot every day with a migraine so much of that time. And my sister has them too. And we both are very grateful if we wake up and say, no migraine. So I think it comes from being simplistic, honestly, and uh, seeing, seeing things happen around you. You know, I mean, I did have to deal with cancer and it was horrible and I still have a lot of side effects from it. But if you wallow in it. You need to allow yourself a little time to wallow in whatever the issue is. You've got to try to figure out a way to get out of it, or you've got to have friends or support people that can help you move past the really challenging time. And I just, I like being positive in general, most of all. Yeah. You know, again, thank you for talking through these tough times that you had. I love what you said, though, about allowing yourself to wallow, right? Because a lot of times we try to avoid negative feelings, but it sounds like you, you embrace them for a bit. Uh, You you just, you just have to, because eventually (laughs) this too shall pass. And when I had to deal with Mike, my husband passed away from cancer, very difficult time. And um, when I was going through it, I had that on the wall. This too shall pass because everything does one way or the other. The headache will stop. The the issue of the day will pass. The you know, the the what is it? The feast and famine will change. You Hmm. the feast will go away and the famine will get better. Um it does. And so you just you just have to kind of you have to get through to that next day. Try to just get get through to it Mm -hmm. and see if it lifts. You know, it's it's that old saying the darkest before the dawn and that you know that comes from from truth. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic point, by the way. Uh, it's sort of always keeping your mind going to say, and mindfulness almost saying that things will pass. It also sounds like having a mantra or two to hold on to is important yeah. as well. Yeah, that that is. I'll, uh, although I would say I, I'm not good at yoga or meditating. I'm much too a personality uh, <laughs> that just doesn't work, but my own system works, I guess. Yeah. Maybe we'll do. Well, and that's another fantastic point that you're bringing up, right? It's figuring out what works for you, not Mm. saying, and not judging yourself saying, oh my gosh, I need to do yoga. You're saying it doesn't work for you. You'll do what works for you. Yeah. Or you you just keep trying, you know, you just keep trying. That's right. (laughs) And when you run into the walls, I was a runner for a while. And, oh, I'm, I'm really, I'm like a, you know, Lucille Ball, you know, and she just, she would just run into walls and they just jump in front of me. And they, they're stationary and I'm not. And, you know, my family, the eye rolling and the, oh my wow. gosh, mother, please. <laughs> it's just who I am. Right. Yeah. It, you're constantly going and constantly jumping in, as you said. And right. part of the, part of the uh, outcome of that is the broken foot occasionally. <laughs> broken foot. Yeah. Right. What, exactly. Whatever other 
body part can be slammed. That's right. Exactly. You know, you mentioned, and I want to talk about this. You talked about being a motivator. Mm-hmm. So, so why is that important to you? Why, why are you so motivated to be a motivator? I'm a motivated person. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I started in the business of acting and all that, I didn't know anyone in the industry. I didn't have any connections or any way to figure it, figure it out. And I had a father that was a motivator being a colonel. And, and I've just always thought that was just, I've just had a lot of opinions and I had to figure out a way to, to make them, um, was it more acceptable? So I'll just coach and motivate people. (laughs) That's probably what it is. (laughs) (laughs) I like seeing people get their, get closer to their dreams because they can figure out the steps Mm -hmm. and then go towards it. It, Everything is not as complicated as it seems. I have to tell myself that a lot because you know, none of us are absolutely perfect at what we do, but I like being able to help people lay out a plan Mm -hmm. and figure it out and make, make dreams and ideas happen. They don't just have to be thoughts. Wow. And there's a hugely powerful, uh, you know, approach behind that, right? It's like, there's a lot of people that get stuck in feeling less than confident or perfection paralysis. And you're there to help coach those people. Right. Right. So, well, yes. And, and I, and I'm good at that. It doesn't mean I'm always that way with myself. I get paralyzed on everything. I'm paralyzed right now on finding the perfect recliner that will fit a perfect spot, you know, and the, it's just ridiculous how long I'll overthink a, a, a small decision. Right. Mm-hmm. But I do love seeing, I do love um, coming at issues and, and things from a, I, I, I tell my clients, I want to change your way of thinking. I'm going to change the way thought of things and the way people have implanted a, a way of thinking in you. Let's do, let's open a different door and try a different way. And it's really exciting to see results, Sure, you know, in clients, of course. I mean, you know that, right? Right. Absolutely. Well, and you're bringing up a really good point, right? About uh, habits being hard to change, but you're getting right in there and helping your clients make those changes. Hope so. So, well, I would say that hope isn't a strategy. It sounds like you have an actual strategy to, to do this with people. <laughs> and and oh, thank you. And, and I think that if there's one important word that I say over and over, that hope is probably the strongest word we have, because you can be at really, really in really dark times. But if you can sense that there's hope and you can feel that there's hope, you can you can make it. It's when all hope feels lost that we are lost. And, you know, I went through, I had 17 breast cancer surgeries in five years and horrible malpractice and just ridiculous amount of insanity. And you would just hold on to that thread of hope, you know, chronic pain. It's, it's just something you, you learn to live with and you have to just hope in a few hours of the next day or next week you'll feel lighter from it. So I I think hope is the biggest word we have in our vocabulary. Interesting perspective. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that's played a huge part in your life as you try to get through all these things. Right. Mm -hmm. So interesting. So um, whereas I'm saying that perhaps you're underplaying the the role that you play in this, right? Because you have a choice. You have a choice to respond in a certain way. Oftentimes we feel like we don't have choices, but it sounds like you, Laura, have taken the choice to be that strong person, to look toward the future. And but it's not just hoping, right? You're, you see it out here, but you right. take active steps to get there. You, you, you do have to make choices, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of that is also 
it's your environment. It's how you were raised. I know sure. people feel that they have no choice and they, you know, and I, I don't really know how someone will, would get past that if it's just beaten into them that they, sure. that they don't have choices. Um, I hope I work with some artists and help show them that, that they have more choice than they thought, mm. you know? So yeah, you do have to make those choices. No doubt about it. You have to, <laughs> you have to decide, but, but just being, you know, bland and not have like to me it's like having a strong opinion i'd mm -hmm. rather sit across from one someone with a strong opinion mm -hmm. than kind of a flatline personality mm -hmm. you know I, I would much rather much rather have that than someone who's like, i don't know yeah that mm -mm. Right. Well, it makes uh, life interesting for sure. We have differing opinions and are able to share them. It does. Just the ability to, to speak, step up, speak. What do you think? What do you think? You know, that's so important because you can, you know, I'm, I don't know if this happened to you, go out with a, with a table of people. It happens to a lot of artists, creative people, type A's. We go out with a group of people and when we get home, we're exhausted. And I figured out it's because we're having to lift the energy of the table. It's kind mm. of like everybody starts to rely on you to be that one. And so you make a decision. Well, I'm just going to sit here and, and see what happens. And we just about can't be quiet because nothing's going, nothing's being talked about. So that's right. Well, no, I, I love what you said about that. Right. Cause uh, it, it's very hard to sit there. And when people are being not sharing because everybody has thoughts. It's just the fear of doing that. And there's a term called ruinous empathy, mm -hmm. which is basically uh, whenever we keep telling people that, Hey, I agree with everything you're saying, you're doing everything right. And then people never actually hear anything different. No, they don't. And that, that was, a, that was a good point you brought up about the, the just the fear of the fear. Is some, sometimes people have such a fear of being heard. They don't want to cause any waves. They don't want to you know, make any waves kind That's of a right. thing. And it probably does come completely from a fear-based. Yeah, absolutely. It does. And I think you called it out as well, which is we are the products of our environment, of our genetics, of everything. And us sitting here right now having this conversation, it's everything happened that happened before this. Good point. Yes, right. it is. It I mean, is. You're, you're the one that brought it up. It impacts, it impacts our ability to navigate, to speak our mind or to be mm -hmm. radically candid with others. And, th and that makes that, you know, that very thought itself is what makes me enjoy motivating. Um, I haven't done it. Well, we haven't done any in school really speaking opportunities this last year and a half ish, but I did always enjoy going to the schools and trying to motivate those that may not have, you know, I didn't have a, a fancy upbringing. I lived on military bases, you know, I just had a standard regular, you know, middle-class life. So I wouldn't say I had anything that was particularly motivating, except that I would knew I was going to move every two years, common sure. military, common for actors also. Um, but I, I do help. I do enjoy helping people see different ways. Yeah, it's clear that you're very passionate about that. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like you see perhaps part of yourself in some of these people. Maybe I hadn't thought of it like that, actually. Well, based on what you just said, it sounds like, yeah, you, you, you're, Maybe as you so. said, you, right. <laughs> Interesting. Very interesting for sure. So, you know, and we're kind of getting up in it. We only have a few minutes left, of course, by the way, there's so much you have to share. I love that, by the way, because I can tell even when, we're, when I'm talking and you're talking, you're just itching to like say something because you're so full of these ideas, right? 
very yeah, it's a little crowded in here. <laughs> yeah, so it's okay. It's 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 you know the one rule on this show is just to be yourself and be passionate and authentic. And you've identified yourself that your authentic behavior is important to you. Yes, it is. Yes. So I guess maybe in closing in this very short episode of Brainboro, I want to hear uh, what bit of advice would you give to people who are listening? You know about you know, especially for people that are feeling stuck, stuck in their lives, stuck with decisions. What bit of advice would you uh, give those people, Laura? Oh, I might need to look in the mirror first, you know, oh. stuck. We all get <laughs> stuck. Um, what advice would I give someone feeling stuck? It's probably that a single decision doesn't determine the whole course of anything. Hmm. You, you, can, you can make a decision and you can undo it you can change it you can adapt it like a decision is not your usually your lifelong entire plan I mean there are big important decisions you know you have to weigh carefully but most people I think get stuck in the everyday stuff more than the biggest life decisions so I would just say you know give yourself a minute and a half and choose choose the red or the blue just choose and see what happens just make a decision i think is more important that'll get you out of being stuck make a decision that's a wonderful on the spot answer thank you for sharing that thank you well as you said it's all up here right and and you, and you have these uh, bit of advice that you give to other people all the time so thank you for sharing that with the listeners and viewers thank you but well, always hold up a mirror <laughs> yeah well that's and i think maybe that's maybe that's a follow up extra question what would it take lar for you to follow your own advice what does it take? Well, yeah. I make a lot of notes and I, I've told the children that after I die, don't, don't start reading all the notebooks. It's all the same notes written over and over and over <laughs> in different colored notebooks. Just toss them. Really. You, you've heard the advice. Um, I think for me, it, it involves making it, making a decision involves making it quicker than slower, hmm. get, get the information and then make a decision. I don't have to ask a hundred people the same question. I can, I can get a few opinions. I can look it up and I can trust myself to make a decision. I'm trusting yourself, right? I guess that's it, Mark, really trusting yeah. that you can, can make a decision and it's not going to break you. Love that. I love that concept of what you said before about one question is not going to typically doesn't change everything. Trusting yourself. I mean, we all have a level of self-doubt but it's moving past that and trusting yourself. And that's a beautiful message, Laura. Right. Just, just give it a go. Yeah, exactly. Give it a go. I love that. And and I actually never uh, entitle these uh, sessions until after sessions, these discussions until, until after the, after this is over. So you just give it, yeah, it's always, the title comes out after the conversation. So you've given some great ideas. Lucky girl came up with me because I was just saying, I'm just so lucky all the time. Yeah. And it just made sense for for your autobiography. Exactly. Okay. Well, I want to thank you, Laura, for being on the show and sharing again, very briefly, but a lot of powerful messages in there on, on Brainboro today. Thank you, Mark. It's a, it's just a great topic, uh, title of your show and, and really fun. I feel, I feel quite fancy that I got to be on a show where we're picking picking a brain. Thank you. Well, yeah, it's my pleasure. And honestly, it was my pleasure because you got me thinking about some things too, especially around the term hope. So thank you for that. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Okay. You take care and have a wonderful evening. Yeah, of course. I want to thank you. And I want to thank the listeners and viewers, of course, and uh, for tuning in. And on behalf of Laura Park Lincoln, this is Mark DiValenti signing off for Brain Barrow. Have a great rest of your day. Take care. 
You just dug deep with Mark D. Do you want more? Follow Mark on Instagram at Valenti Horror and subscribe to the Brain Burrow Podcast. <laughs>